Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by um, our YouTube channel. YouTube. It's YouTube every day for the whole year. It's YouTube. Our episode is brought to you by our YouTube channel, Us and Us and Us. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's the only important thing that you need to know. We got a podcast. We also got a YouTube channel. And that is it. <laughs> that is it. That is it. <laughs> so, like it. so go there. Subscribe, comment, like, share, do all the YouTube things, be interactive. We are there all the time. And do work. That's right. Go to YouTube and do work on our YouTube channel. <laughs> do work on that subscribe button, son. Yeah. All day. <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it. Not too many times. All right. Just, the right, just the right amount of times. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. That is Natural Habitat Podcast on YouTube. Go there and subscribe. That's it. Today is it. Today, today is a day of remembrance. Today is a day of uh, of love, of positivity, for the one, the only, Christopher Big Black Boykin. You ready to get into this? Is him good. Ism good. <laughs> it's all, I got you, little buddy. <laughs> We're going to get into that reference and much more <laughs> right now. Fish, blue fish, one fish, two fish, what you want to do, fish. Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is Speedy Claxton. You like that new catchphrase? Nope. Yeah, I don't really like it either. I think I'm going to move on to the next one. <laughs> All right. I had one a couple episodes ago that was pretty good, but I forgot it already. Tuna fish? I should probably start writing these down. Yeah. <laughs> Red fish, blue a fish, one, <laughs> one fish, tuna fish. There you go. That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, today is, uh, what's today? Saturday? Yeah. Saturday? It is. We are here with uh, some bad news. A little bit of bad news for you. If you have not been on the internet uh, <laughs> until just now to listen to this podcast, then you might not know that just a few days ago, uh, we lost the late, the, I guess we just lost the great. Now he's the late great Christopher Boykin, aka Big Black from Robin Big. Yeah. It's now, a sad, sad time. Now you 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 notice how many people like how many lives that he touched by how many people are authentically upset and hurt by this news. He was really young when he passed. He was forty five years old. And you know, you get the normal 
oh my god so and so died when a celebrity dies you get it all over facebook and twitter and everybody doing their thing but sometimes it's different sometimes it's more authentic and this definitely seems like one of those times he was one of the people that you know if you knew him you loved him if you were aware of him you loved him otherwise he was just the guy from robin big that you didn't really know that much about so yeah, if, he's he's not like the biggest star but um the whole world knew who he was because he did work yeah exactly mm -hmm. and um he was dope uh, we were we were lucky to have him yeah definitely and uh so we're here just to appreciate the life and the career of big black and maybe for some of our listeners that aren't aware of him some of our younger listeners and uh you know all this shit's on the internet thankfully everything's on the internet so you can go and get and now the internet's all in this episode that's right so i saw this fucking this fuck boy talking on facebook all like everybody's still mad about this skater guy dying who cares man he's just some guy and then everyone's like whoa dude show some respect man calm down and then he's like i'm just saying dog like I don't even know who he was until yesterday, so what do I care? Like, people die all the time, dog. Do I know who this is? I don't think so. <laughs> what, does it sound like somebody? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't think it's him. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, he's like, he's making this whole big fucking, whole big deal out of not being upset about Big Black. And uh, he said something about how, like, he was like, yeah, man, I don't care, you know, opinions like go both ways just like my opinions and i was like just like your butthole dude you're fucking dumbass like <laughs> why are you up why does it even matter yeah why does it matter I mean, it's like if you well, don't care then why why have you done four posts about it this morning i think i think it matters to people like him to say some random ass shit because they're just seeking attention you know everybody's talking about one thing Maybe he wasn't a fan, so he didn't care. So he he's, has to voice. He's left out his, now. He has to tell everybody how much he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes no sense, right? You know, it's it's like people are just dumb, man. People are ignorant. Uh -huh. And those guys who do that are the perfect example of why there's an unfollow That's feature. Right. You know, so I mean. That's right, and oh, they yeah. and they don't even know if it's like someone, it's like a like a friend or an acquaintance or someone that you're worried about being like, hey, why'd you unfriend me on Facebook? You could just unfollow them, and you don't have to ever see anything from them again. But you're still friends, <laughs> so according to them, everything's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. I unfollow every single person, and my feed is empty. Yeah, you're just there by yourself, huh? It's just yeah, just all my posts. Post. Yeah, I know. That's how exactly how mine is. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Do work. Yeah. So, uh, so Big Black was brought on by Rob Deerdeck, Dry Dick, whatever the hell his name is. Dry Dridrick. I don't. I'm not. I'm not really sure how to say this. Bassinger, Kim Basinger, Dry Dick. How do you how, say? Look it? at how is it spelled? Deerdick. <laughs> there you go. Deer. Yeah, Deerdeck. Is that it? Yep. Rob Deerdeck. There you go. I was I wanted to say it was like Dridick. Nope. Is it Fast Fast and Furious and then Too Fast Too Furious and then Rob Deerdick? No, it's just <laughs> fast. Just fast. 
Uh, so Rob Deerdeck brought Big Black on for a video that they were doing for DC. And I heard that it was like some sort of clip for a YouTube video. And then they brought it back for the DC video, which is where I first saw him. That was like a big thing in my teens when I was a little skater kid. I remember the DC video came out. Did you ever see that when it dropped? Mm-hmm. Dude broke fucking... When, right now when it dropped, I always saw everything late. Yeah. Yeah, I probably didn't yeah. see it when it dropped either. I got it on a burnt CD probably five years later. <laughs> yeah. When it came to skate videos as a kid, like, I never got any of them. Like, the skate videos I would come across would probably be, like, the fucking oldest ones or something. Like, yeah. You know, I didn't have access to any, anything, really. Yeah, I feel you. So, it was a few years late for me as well. We didn't have no, we didn't have no internet. Uh-huh. We didn't, we didn't get to just Lugo you had day. to You had to meet the one guy in town that knew how to burn DVDs. You had to fucking hope that maybe there was like a, a rental store that carried some shit, because the only other option is to buy the shit to order it. You know. Yeah, for forty nine you know? ninety nine or something like that. If you live in a small town and you're like one of three kids that skate, you know, or something like that, you're like fucked. there's, there's, yeah, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> you're not gonna get. Yeah, you're not gonna get anything cool. Uh. Uh-uh. There was what no. There was no Amazon.com. There was nothing. Yeah. It was fucking train tracks. Back in, the train tracks back in my somewhere. day, you had to skate on the train tracks. We had <laughs> big rubber wheels. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Rob Deerdeck was featured in the DC video, and he had this idea of hiring a security guard to deal with security guards. And it was, we were talking about it before we started recording, probably the most genius yet simple idea ever that yeah. all all he had to do was execute it all he had to do was get a dude exactly to come out. it's it's like i'm sure there's a lot of people out there like us you know that have stupid ass ideas like that all the time you know and he just acts on them you know it's something that simple like it's just like he like he says in that interview that we're gonna watch you know that um at back in that time it was a problem it was like Everybody hated skating. Everybody had a huge problem with skating. There was no designated places for skating yet. There was no, like, you know, there wasn't, like, um, as much. There was, but there wasn't as much as there is now, you know what I mean? Like, there was, like, all the places that they would try to skate, they would get the police called on them or, like, you know, security guards would try to beat them up or whatever, you know, shit. It was fucked up. Yeah. For and, a, for a skater kid, yeah, and that was uh, that was the time, like that was the the life of a skater in the time. You know what I mean? There was there was no respect for skating as an art form. There was very few professional yeah. skaters that were known worldwide, and everybody was just like, "Get the fuck out of here with your skateboards, ruining up, ruining my curbs." Yeah, which and, led to a lot of bullshit, mm-hmm. like like metal on all the curbs and fucking. Yeah, all kinds yeah. of little tricks. Yeah, all the little stuff to keep people from skating and making shit ungrindable. Yeah. Not today. Because in memory of Big Black, we're going and we're, we're removing all of those metal things. We're not. We are. I am personally. <laughs> I'm definitely not. No, yeah, I'm not going to do that either. But we're going to have somebody do it. <laughs> somebody that's listening right now is going to be like, that's me. So if you feel like that's you, 
then have don't fun. tell anybody about it yeah we didn't tell you to do it so uh we have uh we have this interview we'll play a short pizza bit from the fighter and the kid and we'll let uh we'll let chris tell the story his part of the story of how everything came to fruition um, Rob was shooting a video for DC and they wanted to hire a security guard to do a, um, to help Rob protect him from security guards. But the security guard had to have a personality. And one of my, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine named Aaron owned a company called City Events down in San Diego. So he called me up one morning, man. I, I was, I was asleep. He calls me up. He's like, Black, what are you doing? I was like, who, the, I said, who the hell is this? He says, Aaron, I said, where's my 50 bucks you owe me? <laughs> he says, Black, uh, if you, I got these guys I want you to meet, man. You come up here, you're not even going to worry about those 50 bucks no more. I was like, okay. So I go up there. It was Rob, um, videographer by the name of Greg Hunt, and a photo guy by the name of Mike Blayback. They all work for DC Shoes. So... Um, you know, I, um, long story short, we shot a couple of we shot a couple of uh, funny videos where Rob would go to a security spot, security come out. I have the jacket on. Just the the, the reactions were so funny. The guys <coughs> like black, like, you know, I don't want this man. I'm not, I'm not gonna try and get you. just go ahead and get a couple. Yeah, do so, you think? Yeah, so usually they're trying to beat him up here. Yeah, but when I'm there, it's like get you a couple, you gotta go. Yeah. So the stuff had gotten so funny. And we stuck <laughs> in the video, and then when the video came out, it was just it, it just it, it it struck a nerve where all the skater kids are really going through that stuff right now. Because the originally the plan, it's true, that really did stick out. You know what I mean? That was probably yeah, it, was, it was like every kid's perfect scenario. You know, like yeah, I, like I said, I bet Rob wasn't the first one to ever think about that. But he was just but the first one. To he do was it. the exactly the yeah. first one to make it happen right so that's why rob's a mogul you know and he just makes shit happen yeah he does and that's uh he's always been like that you know what i mean he gets ideas and he's like let's do it like there's no need to get anything signed or get any help from anybody or ask anybody let's just do it i got money i got this place let's make it happen yeah and fucking you know it's uh it's created a lot of entertainment over the years and it's just crazy how they came together like that. Their dynamic was like so perfect together. Yeah, it's like a small world too, you know. Like um, it was, it was almost by chance. Uh huh. Like you said, like somebody in San Diego fucking hit him up. It's like, hey, come <laughs> up here and try out for this. Like, hey, we just he's, need, like, he's like, all right, we need a big guy. Yeah, you know, it's like. Then he's like, I, I know a big guy. And he just shows up and he's pumpkin fools. Uh -huh. <laughs> he fucking tackled that one security guard in the video. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good shit. So, uh, so they got together for that, did the DC video, blew up. That was in, uh, that was in 2004. Yeah. And so that made its rounds. And then by 2006, they started robbing big. So it only took a couple years until that blew up. And, you know, the DC video blew up. Their characters were so dope, so lovable that 
they got MTV to make a fucking show about it. Yeah, I think they're just, I don't know, they just understand, Rob knew the chemistry, you know, and he's like, he didn't really know nothing about TV, but he was like, let's do it anyways. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just like you said, you know, he's just that type of dude that just jumps into shit and just does it, and um, he believes in the things that he does, and that's, you know, that's part of it. I mean, if you believe in what you're doing, other people will believe. That's right. You know, it's like. I don't know, and they just had a, they just had this unique thing. Like Robin Big was one of the dopest shows ever, you know. Like it really was. It wasn't very long, but it was still like they did a lot of fun shit, you know. Nothing was like too out of fucking uh, the realm of possibility to where like we couldn't do it, you know what I mean? Like they just, they just did like everyday normal shit and fucking made the best of everything just had fun you know and they really killed it yeah definitely man so uh so that is where most people know big black from is robin big that was yeah. one of the biggest shows uh one of the greatest theme songs yeah <laughs> <laughs> we tried to we tried to find it and we couldn't, and then we tried to find a cover so we wouldn't get pulled from YouTube, and then we couldn't. And then this guy did a ukulele cover, but he fucking screamed all over it. And then I was going to sing it, but then I promised Joey that I wouldn't. So I'm not singing it. Not doing it. Uh, so one of the dopest things that, you know, a lot of people don't know, I didn't, I forgot you know, like from watching the show that Big Black was in the Navy, that he served for like a number of years. He uh, he is a winner and holder of two Guinness World Records. <laughs> that, that shit, I remember that when that happened live on the show. Uh, he started his own clothing line on the show. Yeah. Uh, specialized in, you know, plus size so that big kids could get their uh could get their shirts and get their dues because yep. i know a couple big kids that are upset that uh every time that any sort of cool shirt or anything happens they're like yeah do they have fucking 5x never mind then because i'm never gonna be able to wear it unless i lose 150 pounds and sometimes it's just not in your cards you know what i mean in your tarot cards, which is something I believe in, apparently. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. Uh-huh. All right, let's watch them break some records. All right, let's do it. I got a world record part one. This is, I believe, how many bananas he could peel and eat. Correct? Peeling and eating three bananas in one minute. Don't, don't, don't have that one out. Consider it. At least twenty. 
So each one's got to be a minimum of 128 grams. Right? These are all fine. So you've got to peel each banana, eat one at a time. Okay. Before you move on to the next banana, you just got to show me that your mouth is empty, so I know you've sorted each one whole. The world record is three, correct? The world record is actually just two. 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 So I will. Two. Two. Read the shirt. I'm gonna remember these silence. All right, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just showing you now. Yep. One banana down. Thirty seconds. Damn. That's crazy. I feel like I could do that. Yeah. I feel like I could eat three bananas in a minute. In what? How much time? In a minute? I don't know. That's what it was, right? He uh, ate three bananas in one minute, and he also ate the most powdered donuts in less than three minutes. So, five powdered donuts in two minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> we should try it one day for the, for the episode. Right? You know? Let's not try to steal his world records the day after he passes, but we'll wait. We'll give it a little bit. No, we won't, we won't uh, beat him. We'll just try to... We'll try to, try to match him. I think, uh, I think it can be done. Yeah. I, I feel pretty confident. I don't. Yeah, I feel like one powdered donut would just fucking just powdered cake donuts up. Are hard. <laughs> it's just going to turn into a dough ball in your mouth. You gotta, yeah, you're going to have like water or something. Yeah, it instantly takes all of the, all the saliva out of your mouth. <laughs> that first one, and then you're fucked. That's funny shit. So, uh, so Robin Big went for a few years. I want to say like three years. And then, um, Rob, Chris ended up leaving, right? Yeah, it says he had to leave for family matters. Yeah, go deal with, he wanted to go watch, uh, the whole span of family matters he wanted to watch all the seasons and he didn't have time when they were recording so he's like look dude i gotta go can't do this i want to watch um, family matters so, so he was in the video game skate and skate 2 yeah they were in there as like robin big that's pretty cool i never played those games so <clears throat> i remember I, uh, I remember they did an episode where they were doing like the motion capture for ea for the game but those games are dope they're really not. Uh, you've never played them, so you don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I tried it, and I didn't like it. That's why I never played it. It was like hard to get used to, or what? No, it was just not good. Well, uh, I think it's dope. I think the way, like, the foot control on the board with the joysticks is cool. It's a good idea. A lot of people like it. I just thought that was just, I don't know. I like Tony Hawk better. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tony Hawk will always be better. It's the original. 
Yeah. It's that nostalgic. But you just rip it up. It was just easy. You know, it was just made well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's easy to use. When you try to, like, when you try to make it so much more intricate, you kind of, like, just ruin the whole game. Yeah. By all the processes, all the different things you got to do, you know? It's like, bro, I'm just trying to escape and do stuff. Processes. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Oh, no, I just wasn't a fan of skate. I, I like, it. like it. At all. Well, I like it. So we well, can. Let's battle it up. Let's bro. agree to I'm, disagree. I'll play you and skate. You play me and Tony Hawk. We'll see who wins. I'll smoke you on both. No, you won't. Mm-hmm. No, you won't, because I'm a fucking master. Well, see, there's only one way to find out, and that is a live Twitch showdown. All right. We're going to make it happen it. sometime in the future. Not anytime soon, though, because. We don't have that set up yet. Because you're garbage. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so after Big Black left Robin Big, they ended that show, started up Fantasy Factory in 2009. And that was, uh, that was Rob Deerdeck's new show where he had his cool place, where he did a bunch of cool shit. And that was dope, too. I remember watching it for a couple seasons, and it was like a bunch of cool shit. They would have cool people in. He would just kind of be a child, live his dreams, do the things that he wanted to do. Like every episode was what we said. He would have an idea, then he would do the idea. And that was every episode of that show. Yeah, yeah. Well, Fancy Factory was like his business, though. You know, like he had his office in there. He had his like managers and business partners' offices in there. He had his fucking uh, cousin's office in there, yeah. and and he had his skate park in there, and like that's that's part of his business too, you know. He's got to he's got to stay on top of his skateboarding abilities, and he runs um, street skate and like all these other things. So it's like you know, it was a way to like run a business and live out your dreams at the same time, kind of right, like. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. He earned it. You know, he worked his whole life and put himself in a position to get to the shit and and then built his own fantasy factory. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that is amazing. If if I could do anything, I would do something like that. You know what I mean? Like similar to that. It probably isn't skateboarding, but I mean like I would definitely love to um own a fucking big ass warehouse like that and like have a studio and then like uh um like a stage area and then like you know like a, a fucking video game area and like a, uh, i don't know just like a art place or like whatever like a, you know what i mean like anything like so so much stuff that'd be dope all all in one you know all the things that i like to do you know podcast studio you know like okay here's a question for you you get three stand-up arcade games to put in your video game area, what games are they? Call of Duty. Call of Duty and Call of Duty. <laughs> Do they make a Call of Duty arcade game? I'm sure. No, I don't know. Um, I like... Uh, what What are the ones that you used to have to, like, fly and shoot all the things? Uh, oh, with, like... And you got the thing that goes... Like the double-handed fucking... That's yeah, a that's a then, hard it's hard to describe that for a podcast. And then I like the Western one. Uh like the S- Sunset Riders. Yeah. And then, that's one of um, mine for sure. Sunset Riders. 
Um, probably like uh, uh, either a Pac-Man or like a fighter game, like one of those two. Yeah, because they're both so addicting. Yeah, those are good ones. I'm gonna say mine would be uh, Sunset Riders, and then I would do Time Cop, the one where you have to step on the pedal to like lean out. You know that one? Yeah. And the guns go when they fucking shoot. And then uh, my last one would be Golden Tee Golf with the ball that you roll. It's because I remember playing that a lot when I was a kid. It was like in nice. every in every bar that I would go nice. into with whoever. Back when kids would just go into bars and hang out in the corner and play arcade games. Yeah. Golden Tee Golf, son. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to get this studio. It's going to be dope. Our games are going to be off the hook. Hell yeah. It's going to be lit. So that was, he really, he was living the dream. Everybody, every entrepreneur, every artist or performer's dream to build up this name, build up your money, buy a place that has all of your fantasies in it, a literal fantasy factory where you could live out your fantasies and it has everything that you love in there, all the things you're interested in, all the people that are closest to you, everything that makes all the wheels turn, you put it all under one roof and that's he was literally living the dream it's like that's where you want to be at. including all of his friends you know like he put fucking drama's office in there big black's office yeah built him a fucking huge studio all his people you know yeah i mean like he really like i don't know he did it right you know and then everybody by association everybody else got to kind of do the same thing you know like big black got to get everything that he got all from this opportunity you know and and he kind of like flourished as well you know he started his clothes and you know did all the things that he did you know what i mean and he got to a point where he was successful and then um drama got to a point where he was successful started his own clothing line and then like was doing music and producing songs for like real artists and shit and um I don't know. It was like, it was, oh, Chanel even. Chanel got a fucking yeah, Chanel rap, West rap deal on Young Money or something like that. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, I don't know. It's crazy, man. That every Everybody really got a chance after that. Yeah, he put a lot of people on. And that's that's really what it's all about is getting on and then putting your homies on, you know? Your yeah. your day ones, as the kids say. Yeah, it was really cool. So, um, so you know, he uh, he lived that life with Rob. He made his money. He he did what what a lot of people try to do. He got into the background of things, designing his clothing line. He was uh, he was planning on launching a shoe line for like a like an oversized shoe line you know what i mean and like uh for, for shacks yeah for shacks and shit that don't look all goofy shacks and shit shacks and shit <laughs> yeah and you know he got a uh, then he started doing the family thing he got married in 2008 he had a he had you know a daughter did he have more kids um i'm not sure he had a he at least had a daughter and he was you know from from all accounts from everyone he was a great dad he was there he was you know always posting pictures at school at fucking taking him he just took her to her first concert 
like a month ago, which is hella sad. Super sad. Yeah. But, you know, he was, uh, he was a great guy, and that's why all of us are connected to him. You know what I mean? He had that, he had that positivity. Yeah, I really liked it when they, when they um, went to uh, his family reunion, and you got to, like, see his family and, like, how he was really, like, you know, he had a big-ass family. Yeah, his I family, remember that. His, a lot of his family was just like him. Everybody was really cool and, like, accepting of Rob and everything. Yeah, and, they like, all loved him. And I took him to church and did all these things, you know. Um, it was cool. They it kept was really feeding cool him? To see. <laughs> they his, kept feeding yeah, him? His, his uncle was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> drunk, drunk uncle. It's like, is him good, Rob? Is him good? Is him, is him good, bro? Is him good? <laughs> he's like making, letting him wear his suit and shit. I he's forgot like, about that. He's like, you take my suit, is him good, bro? I take care of you with my suit. And he would like smile at him and like look at it him was, and like hold his hand for like a really long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so awkward and just like so sincere, you know? And like, I, yeah. I don't know. You, you can't, can't fake that shit. Yeah, you, you know can't write I mean? that shit. Yeah, that's that's the real shit. As as much as like a lot of the shit was scripted or whatever, uh-huh. kind of planned out, you know, the things that they couldn't fake was like the chemistry and like yeah. you know, some. I don't know if you don't really get along with somebody, it kind of it shows, you know, even if you force it. Yeah, I saw in a I saw in an interview with with Rob. He was talking about uh, this was just recently too, like like a month ago or something. He was talking about when they started Robin Big, that MTV had the idea of doing it. It was like Rob Deerdeck's tips for better living or some shit like that, some sort of like weird title like that. And every episode was supposed to be like how to live your life and be a mogul and be a fucking be a boss and or whatever. And he like didn't really like it. They did one episode of it and, uh, like, filmed it and started doing it. And they brought in Big Black for something. I forget what he said, but for something or whatever. And as soon as they got there, they immediately started going off script. Big Black said something about how he could run around the block. He was like, man, I'd run around the block for this. And he was like, dude, there's no way that you could run around this block. He was like, yeah, I can. I was in the Navy. And he's like, dude, there is no possible way that you could even run to the end of this block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was all off script like they just that was their natural chemistry and then so one of the executives was like okay this show is garbage but whatever it is you guys are doing is that's what we need to focus on and then they brought in like a story writer and somebody that took that relationship and made it a best friend comedy show instead of a skater like cool guy show and that was the greatest decision they could ever make I wish we could see that. Yeah, that Mo- first that episode? Mo- the mogul show or whatever. Yeah, nobody ever would have <laughs> seen it. <laughs> it was probably, like, douchey. Huh? Yeah, it was probably really bad. But, you know, it's cool how it was that natural, just that natural conversation that sparked the whole thing. And I feel like a lot of that show was natural. A lot of it had that improv. They would just fucking hang out all day and bullshit. And a lot of it was directed and steered in a certain way. Okay, you guys are going to go buy a mini horse today. And then we're going to make it look like it fucking pooped all over the place or whatever. But they would just kind of do it their own way. And that's what everybody loves. Yeah. Um, it was legit, man. It was so cool. 
I remember watching all the episodes. I remember like wishing like, man, that would be so fun to do that shit. You know, everything they did, it, like even just like the paintballing or whatever. You know, like they made everything just look like fun. Yeah, things that things that I I wouldn't have even wanted to do before. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go get shot up with paintballs. Fuck that. I'm cool. I've done that before. I'm alright. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, you know, but uh, when they do it, you know, or, you know, it's like it doesn't really matter what they do. It's like whatever they do, they just it's appealing. It just makes it look fun. Yeah. You know what else I found out is uh, he actually wrote for he was a writer and creator for 15 episodes of Robin Big. So a few episodes, Haunted House, the Guinness World Record episode, Media Goes to Hollywood, Mini Horse Road Trip, Turtle Racing. These are all episodes that he wrote. He has a writing credit for it. So he didn't write That's it cool. himself probably, but he would he had a part in it. So that's dope. Yeah, it says that he was on like Guy Code and uh, MTV Snack Off as well. I don't know what that was, but it sounds funny. Yeah, some other. Uh, he was on Deer Duck's other show, Ridiculousness, and then Guy Code and MTV Smack Off. And if you look on his IMDb, he's credited as a host for the Hooters 2012 International <laughs> Swimsuit Pageant. <laughs> As well as the Arby's Action Sports Awards. <laughs> That's so funny. So they started scooping him up for things. When he was famous, he was like, hell yeah, I'll do that job. You want me to judge? No problem. Dang, you know what's crazy is that it already says here uh, in Wikipedia the, the heart that he attack died thing? from a heart attack. Yeah. yeah, it says the official cause hasn't been reported. It was cited that Boykin had suffered from a heart attack. Sad. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I don't know, man. Forty-five is so young, and it's so scary. Yeah, it's so scary to see people die young like that because it just reminds you, like, you know, we we're not really here for that long. Yeah, our our meat vessels only last so long. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's time to like start experimenting more with fucking stem cells and like <laughs> maybe it's time to speed that shit up yeah. scientists and doctors uh-huh um, i heard some crazy shit about stem cells recently what'd you heard i kind of forgot it because i'm retarded but i heard that uh that it literally like regrows tissue and i yeah. want i want to say i want to say brain tissue that it like um any tissue yeah and that it it's like the only thing that will literally regrow new tissue. It won't repair the tissue or stop it from, you know, fucking degrading or doing whatever it's doing. It'll literally grow new tissue with new cells that's brand new. That yeah, will... that's what uh, Rogan said he did in his shoulder. Yeah. He said he just got shot up with stem cells. Shut up. New tissue. Like better than ever. Yeah, he said that it made him stronger, that he actually is stronger. I want to say in his legs that... Yeah. They're they're actually stronger after he got the fucking shot. Yeah, which they is need crazy. To like, that's not how know? it's that's not how it goes. That's backwards according to medicine. You know, it's gonna be like, okay, we'll fix it, but be careful because it's gonna be a little Sci bit weak. Science fiction says it's possible, you know, like if there there's always been like this thing with uh a fountain of youth where 
maybe we didn't think about in the right terms, you know what I'm saying? Like the fountain of youth could have been inside of us all along and and we've had it the keys inside of our DNA, you know, like there's so much information in there that we don't know that we haven't been able to figure out yet. Like like you could fit what did we say before? You could fit a fucking like a terabyte of information in a water drop uh-huh. or like a fucking or like a million terabytes or some shit. Or, I don't know. It was something crazy. Right? And like your DNA stores information just like that. And like and like everything that's ever happened ever is like locked inside of our DNA. You know, like everything. Yeah. So fucking you know, uh stem cells, shit. All the information's in that shit. It just tells it it just knows what to do. It's like here, you fucking come over here, bind with this, fucking grow some new shit. <laughs> you know, it's like it sounds it sounds weird, right? It sounds like magic or something, but I mean, if you, it's like a, it's, it's like your DNA is like a computer, you know. It's like a small computer. It's like nanobots, you know, fucking, and, and that shit just does it does its thing, right? Yeah, it's crazy, it's like, man. Yeah, it's like life knows its knows what it's doing. We don't, but it does. <laughs> it sounded like a like a bad Jeff Goldblum quote. Yeah, it was. Life, uh, life knows. Uh, life becomes uh, life. <laughs> life finds a way. That's what he says, I think, right? In Jurassic Park? Yeah. Life uh, finds, we're, we're, finds we're, a we're. way. Where, 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 where? Don't do it. Okay, I won't. Um, so, there was something else I wanted to throw in. I forgot what it was. Do work. Do work. That's it. Do Go work. Ahead. Do work. Do do work. I do work. Do work. Do work. Or whatever. Do work. 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 Don't do work, son. Do work. Come on, Jack. You ready to do work? She's gonna walk up on me, walk through so. your legs, and just do work right in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> it just uh-huh. Do work right in front of you? <laughs> do work. I love it, man. That was, you caught a little bit of it right there in the middle of that when Big Black's like, do work. And then Rob goes, do work. <laughs> and they whisper it. They like go back and forth a few times. Like that dynamic was so strange. Yeah, it was good. Uh-huh. It can't be replicated, man. Yeah. That was it. So, uh, you know, Big Black, your time has come. We wish it wasn't so soon. We love you. Thank you for everything that you provided for the world. And uh, and that's it. Natural Habitat Recordings.